0: Episode 23, I think.
1: I think or, it's, or 22.
0: Yeah, we've eaten since we did the last one. How are we supposed to remember what number or, number it was? We get easily distracted, right? And
1: it's only two numbers we're struggling with. Can you imagine when we get to episode 396? There's not a chance. <laughs>
0: The best is this one. But talking of distractions, we had this question from one of our listeners. This came from Abigail.
2: Hi, Nigel. Hi, Neil. Loving the podcast. Just wanted to send a question over that I would really like the answer to. So what are both of your best strategies for helping a monkey focus through to the end of a project? I have a real problem with being able to see things through to completion because I get sidetracked by anything else that somebody throws at me or by the idea of a new exciting project that's coming up that I'd rather focus my attention on rather than the matter at hand. Um, I find this happens all the time in my daily life. I could be looking at something on the internet, get asked a question by somebody else, and then I come back and I, I can't be bothered to finish doing what I was doing or I just think I'll come back to it later and then I never manage to come back to it. So how can I focus my attention on just one thing at one time till it's done? I would love to know the answer. Thanks very much, guys.
1: What a great question. And here's the problem with this question and all questions that are related to animal traits. We often get asked, you know, if I'm a monkey, if I'm a lion. This is a problem for all of us that very often we start out on a task and then we get what's called an impulsive secondary thing that we like that's a bit more shiny. And all of a sudden, our headspace goes, I wonder if that's more exciting. Yep. Which is no different to when I talk about phone discipline, that when you hold your phone in your hands and you're in a meeting and you look down and see the phone call what you're really saying is is this more important than the person i'm in front of and by even looking at your phone you're allowing your brain to make some decisions for you but worse is the disrespect to the person you're sitting in front of because you're actually saying to them in this moment in time you're more important but you're lucky because it may not happen again so for abigail who asked the question a very simple way of focusing on the task at hand is to make the task much, much shorter. So for people like me, if the task is going to last longer than about 10 minutes, I in advance know that if anybody walks past my door, if there's sunshine outside, if I can smell food, or my dog who right now is knocking on the door, anything becomes a distraction. Because I can focus for about... 10-15 minutes which is why these podcasts last about 12 minutes so if it's a long task at hand you're going to have to break it down into chunks so the first thing i'm going to say is how long do you think the task is going to last how important is the task are you going to have to go back and do the task again and is it a one-time hit so you know the reason our podcasts are 12 minutes that's about as long as you and i can concentrate absolutely And even though there are longer podcasts, the idea of sitting here for an hour discussing something, I know I'd get up in the middle of it and I'd want to speak to Alfie the dog. I'd want to have another cup of tea. I'd probably have to blow my nose, (laughs) cough, sneeze, and all the rest. So it's not just monkeys, because what happens with the lions is a lion will have a very important task, and then if something else is going to make him look better or she can get more cute, she'll drop the task at hand and even with a dolphin you
0: know if they're doing something that's important to them but there's something that's more important to someone else
1: might well give up on the task yeah the only people who will sit in a dark room for six days without a water break are the elephants and that's why they are task orientated not even time sensitive so sometimes they will go way over budget they'll go way over time because they think the task is more important than the rest of life I'm sure one day there'll be a person sitting in the office that's been dead for three years. No one has even noticed (laughs) because the door's closed. We just think he's still working on it. So look at the task at hand and decide how can you chunk it down into sizable but victoriously giving yourself a prize for completing each tiny part. So I know, know when we complete each episode, in a way, I want to run around the room going, another one done. And if I was given a little sticker, Neil, I'd think I'd accomplish something. But if I've got to wait for us to produce twelve or thirteen episodes, I'm already thinking how much longer before I can go outside. And we've only done four today.
0: You saying you saying that about little stars? You've already got me thinking shiny like shiny object syndrome. Because I'm just sitting here thinking, what if I came with gold stars? <laughs> and like you know, e- each episode we just put another gold star on each. Now, there's no way I'll remember it by the next time we're recording this unless I've just heard this episode at that point, right? Because, yeah, I get distracted easily. My brain goes off in different directions. And one of the things that I do um, in terms of, like, chunking things down is I'll chunk down my time. So I'll chunk down a task, like you said, and try and think, what's the small thing I can do? And then I can take a break. But the other thing I do is I chunk my time. And it goes back to what you said about phones. I, I literally put myself into flight mode. So, you know, I'll do this in meetings with people. I'll put my phone in flight mode so it can't disturb me, right? So that I'm not being distracted and wanting to look at it. Um, But I'll do it when I'm on my own as well. So if I've got something that I really know has to get done and I'm going to get distracted, especially for something I don't even really want to do, but I know it needs to get done, On my computer, I can say turn off notifications, so I do. I put my phone in flight mode so it can't ring and nothing's going to come through on that. But I'll then set a timer, a bit like we do for these episodes, that says, right, I've got to be focused for the next 15, 20 minutes. When that time's up, then I'll turn you know turn my phone back on go for a pee make a cup of coffee whatever i need to do and i'll sit down and i'll do another one of those things it's something that i i first heard of being called the pomodoro technique um because it was which is weird because it's actually based on using an egg timer but the guy that named it had an egg timer that looked like a tomato which is why it's actually named after the italian word for a tomato um
1: we're learning a lot today yeah aren't i know we? i know it's some good detailed stuff, coming, stuff here, yeah.
0: but the point is how long can you manage without a distraction that's that's what it comes down to for me so depending on what it is i'm working for on if it's something i really enjoy doing i can i can block out 45 minutes and well, i see, can that's do 45 really minutes
1: i can go to a cinema in an uncomfortable seat and if the film is good apparently i can sit for two hours without looking at my phone exactly if it's a phenomenal um a phenomenal arena but the seat is uncomfortable after about three minutes i'm getting my phone out i'm I'm irritable and all the rest what's interesting for me is that i can do my v I, one of the only things i do in my own business is my vat returns it lets me know how my business is doing but i have to do it quickly and i have to do it with the door closed and i have to turn the music off and i have to turn my phone off yep. and i know if i do all of that i can do my whole vat return in about 20 minutes yep if i don't do it that way You get a fine, as I have found out, (laughs) which is a good enough reason that if the consequence is big enough, you'll make sure you're committed to the task. But because there's no consequence of not doing the task at hand, too often people like me and the monkey listeners out there will find a distraction. If you got a consequence every single time you were distracted, you'd soon learn to do it and vat which has to be done every single quarter has to be done by the end of the month it's amazing when you get a fine and i've had a fine and i've had a notification until i got the fine i didn't really take it seriously yep so you may need to fine yourself abigail if you start finding yourself drifting and i think the fine has got to be something quite severe so for me it'll be no chocolate for a month because, you know, a financial penalty, unless it was so ridiculous, then I probably wouldn't do it, wouldn't work. So maybe give yourself a consequence that if you don't focus for 20 minutes, there's a fine to pay, or you can't go to your cinema, or you can't have a glass of red wine at night, and maybe that's the answer for you.
0: Yep. and the, Or the flip side to that is, how do you reward yourself when you have finished the task?
1: I don't think she's going to, so I think it's better I do on the consequence.
0: <laughs> but for other people then, you know... Yep. I, I, uh, I think what I'm trying to say is depend on who you are. Some people are more pulled by the reward. Some people are pushed by the thing they want to avoid. Well, right? that's pain
1: and pleasure. Exactly,
0: exactly. And ideally, the best way to move yourself forward, i found, is to have both. You have the thing you're trying to avoid and the thing you want, so that if that push motivation stops working, you've got something pulling you, or if the thing that's pulling you stops being exciting enough, you've still got some pain that's pushing you, but you don't end up in that limbo in the middle. You know, I've seen this in particular with people with things like weight loss. You know, they, they, they Why did you the-
1: look at me when you said that?
0: I'm looking at you because you, you sat in front of no, me. No, no,
1: you didn't. You, you, were put, <laughs> you were looking out the window, and then you went weight loss, and you looked directly in my direction.
0: <laughs> I was looking at you already, but but anyway, you know, you think about it seriously. When it comes to things like weight loss, people set themselves a, a goal, an outcome, right? And that outcome might be, I don't know two stone, three stone, four stone, whatever whatever the amount is, you know, and I know anyone listening... the
1: Americans listening, that's that's £14, £28, £3 billion, because who knows what five stone is.
0: And for anyone that's in Europe, I I don't know what that is in kilos, actually. Too many, too many. (laughs) But the the point is, you know, people set themselves this goal, this outcome, and then they maybe get, I don't know, a third of the way there, or two thirds of the way there, or half the way there, or whatever, and they go, well, that's good enough. Because they've got so far away from the pain of my clothes are too tight and I don't like my reflection. Like, that starts to diminish, but they don't have anything strong enough pulling them. Now, if they've got some big thing they're really excited about that they're going to reward themselves with, they're more likely to keep going. And so, for me, you know, I've found from my experience, it pays to have both.
1: Well, can we make sure, Abigail, that you let us know your newfound way of working? And if you start doing really well, we will send you a prize. Ooh. Prizes? I know, because points make prizes. And in this episode... We've got to have a lucky winner. Every episode, I think we should have a, a winner of a task. If somebody tells us they've done something based on what they've heard, I think a prize should be sent. But what's it going to be? Who knows? I haven't thought that far, ahead eh? Because <laughs> I'm a monkey and I thought about the idea and I've got no idea how we're even going to work on that. So
0: we've just introduced our own shiny new
1: thing. We ha- we've I got bored, so let's have a prize.
0: So our shiny new thing is we're going to do a prize per episode, but we might have forgotten by like two or three episodes time, but potentially a prize per episode for people that take what we do, implement it and tell us about it. And or maybe leave a five-star review. Well, that could be where they tell us, couldn't it? You know, you could leave a review that says, I listened to episode 20, whatever it is, you know, and I heard this thing and it helped me so much. And here's my five-star review. That t- that would be really cool.
1: Okay. So why don't we do that for the next 10 people that leave a review and then do something different based on what they heard, we will send them a prize. But you need to tell us what you did in the review. Of course. And you do need to tell us where to send it to.
0: Yeah. And in the review on iTunes, you can't tell us where to send it to, because that will be public. So once you've left the review, send us a message as well on Facebook.
1: But send it to Neil because there's a good chance I'm going to lose it or forget how to get into it. (laughs)
0: The best thing to do actually is to go onto Facebook and there is now a Your Best Year Starts Here page. So just go to that page on Facebook. I'm going to have a look at it now. And send a message to that page. That's the best thing you can do. Um, And if you send it as a voice message or a video message, you might end up on the show. And talking of shiny new things and timers and setting timers for ourselves, we set a timer for ourselves for this show and the timer's just gone on. So time is up. Time is up. No And we've already asked you to leave a review, so we can't even do that bit on the end no! of the show. What are we gonna do instead?
1: I think it's time for chocolate. That works.